When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Disgruntled Sailor Podcast, a place where my scumbag friends and I talk shit, tell stories, and spread rumors. I hope you motherfuckers are ready because it's about to go down like motherfucking Kevin Hart. This entire ad is recorded with AI because we're fucking lazy, and this makes it funnier. We'd like to give a special shout out to our sponsors. Georgia Beer Company and Rowdy Sailors, because without you, none of this shit would be fucking possible. Remember, bitches, the views and opinions expressed on the Disgruntled Sailor podcast are exclusively our own and do not necessarily reflect the views of any member or the views of the United States Coast Guard. The podcast does not have any association with or endorsement from the Coast Guard. We're just two individuals who happen to be in the military, expressing our own personal views and opinions. So sit back, relax, and crack a cold beer, unless you're underway, then next watch, motherfucker. What's up, you fat bitches? Welcome back to another episode of the Disgruntled Sailor Podcast. It Ahoy. has been like a month, bro. Yeah. Over a month yep. since our last episode. Well, we've been busy. A lot of us got shit going on. Christmas is coming up. You know, things are moving and shaking. Yeah. I went some places. Yeah, and, and I'm about to go on leave for a couple weeks too. So you going anywhere cool? Going to Texas. Mm, which part? South, east, north, Panhandle. It's not. It's not like fuck it. I'm going to Fort Worth. <laughs> oh, boo! Hold on. Don't put the tots in till seven, or they'll burn by the time your mother gets home. Anyway. <laughs> Fuck. For those of you who that that is like so out of context, he's giving, he's voice texting his daughter instructions on how to cook tater tots while we record this episode. Yeah, because I'm a good fucking dad, you know. <laughs> I, I wish I had tater tots right now. Those sound delicious. Yeah. Well, anyway, you want to get started? Yeah, let's go. Bet. Excuse me. All right. Welcome to episode eighty-one. Um. First, I think we should talk about the cat card coins. Dude, I... Wait, before you say so anything, put... before you say anything, I just want to thank everybody that did that. Uh, those coins selling that well is going to help us turn this podcast and make it a little bit better than what it was before. So everyone that bought one or bought five, what's the record, five? Six. The record's six. Is that is that our I mutual think, friend? Think, no, oh. it's six or seven. I think it's six, though. Well, thank you for purchasing those. Uh, that way we can keep doing shit. So anyway, go ahead. Yeah, thank thank you guys. So those coins, right? You all saw them. You all loved them. The first the first run sold out in an hour and twenty minutes. I got flooded with DMs asking to bring them back. So I was like, fuck it. So I brought them back again. The second round of a hundred sold out even faster. They sold out in fifty five minutes. And I'm still getting flooded with fucking DMs every day. When are they coming back? When are they going to restock these? 
Here's here's what wild. I you, you want my opinion. Yeah, like I we haven't made an official decision, so like yeah, I want your opinion. Like my view is, if there's enough people that want them, why not continue to bring them back? Well, here's the deal: those coins were special. If everyone can get one, they're not special. I'm not saying I mean, we I'm not saying we won't ever bring them back, but listen, if I get like like the Chiefs mess tacklet coins, right? The real yeah, the John, Wick the John Wick coins. If I was like, check out, this is one of my favorite coins. Like, favorite isn't like not like super special meaning behind it. Um, like, oh look what I got, and everyone's like, yeah, I got one too, bro. You're like, oh well, not as cool. Um, I mean, they're still fucking cool. I'm I'm just saying, like my opinion, I think we should wait a while. Like maybe do like a spring break sale or like summer. I mean, like if we brought them back, it wouldn't have been until after the first of the year, anyways. Just because I'm not gonna be here for a, a couple weeks. I won't be able to fulfill orders. You know what I mean? So like, it'd be I just I think if they're bit. always there, they're not going to do as well, and it's not going to be as fucking cool. Like, because like I know yeah. people like you made me join some of those fucking stupid Facebook coin groups, which are almost as bad as the gun pages I follow. Yeah, but every now and then there's a fucking gym in there. Yeah, <laughs> but like I just think I think those coins are special because not everyone got one. Like of the eight people that listen, you know, we made what a hundred coins total. Between both sales? No, 200, 200 coins. 200 coins? So, like, yeah. only 200 people in the Coast Guard got them. That's pretty fucking special. Well, a little less than that. A little less than me that. me and you kept. Yeah. yeah. Me and you kept one or two apiece. So. I pulled mine out at work. Someone offered me $100 for it. Really? Yeah. Tell that motherfucker to, to give me a call. No. Give no. Mine. no. <laughs> I think if we're going to do it again, I think we should wait a little bit. I think we should do something to interim and, like, bring those back as, like, a special, like... Hey, it's the Coast Guard's birthday or something stupid like that. All right, so is this official, like, we will bring the coins back sometime during 2024? I, I'm okay currently with that. undecided. Yeah. So, so they will come back. We just haven't selected a date yet. Yeah, and the people that DM me are like, oh, I didn't know. I was like, that's bullshit because Discredit Sailor put, like, 15 fucking warnings, man. Like, on like, like people are messaging me. We're like, oh been off social media for a few days i'm like i can't fucking help that dude like i, I posted days before they released like yeah. hey there's three days left two days left and here they did, fucking go and then you did it on like multiple social ma- social media platforms so like you're telling me you can go five days without looking at like instagram tiktok fucking facebook discord all those you don't look at your phone for five days dude the, the a cell tower went down where i'm at like two days ago and me not being able to like look at social media was so fucking hard you don't have like, wi-fi because most of my day not not in my office at work no oh. so like like uh most of my day is spent like reading dms or like communicating with you guys so like me not being able to check those regularly is fucking like hard for me so we're gonna bring the coins back sometime next year the date is yet to be determined yes all right next um, we're going to do some seasonings, I think. We're going we're gonna to try and do some yeah. seasonings. We've been talking to a guy who said he's going to help us out with the whole process to make sure everything meets all the fucking legal requirements that are there. So I we think just got to talk about like what, how I, we want to do it. I think we should do my original idea from like back in like episode, like I think it was like between 10 and 20. All right. Do like a gift set. And it'd be like rate specific, right? 
So like, oh, you mean like an MK gift set or no, 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 no. So like smaller bottles, like you know, like you know, like sampler sizes, sampler sizes. Stupid. Like the like make like a salt blend, like a salt rub, and that'd be like Bosun Mate Deck Salt, and then like do like a dark rub, like that has like coffee in it, and like that looks like you know stack soot, and that'd be like MKs, and then uh, you know like uh, like oil or something. Yeah, do like a like a a red hot sauce based marinade that'd be like HS because for blood and then like do like a brown vinaigrette marinade for like like Gunner's Mate and like call it like oil or CLP or whatever and do one for some of the rates and then have like send an empty empty one and it says Yeoman it says responsibility to fill and just give you an empty bottle you know I, I like that idea, but I do want to come up with like some classic ones, so just like, like salt, like, pepper, garlic seasoning, yeah. and that we can name it whatever you know. But I don't know. I just think that'd be cool to be like you know, because if I saw that, I would gift that. I would buy that and give it to someone. Like you know, yeah. Um, dude. I don't know. I think that'd be cool. It'll probably just end up being like you know, like a lemon pepper, a barbecue rub, you know, like a dry yeah, rub. Like we'll a, start out with with like a couple. If if we can do it, and then we'll see how those sales yeah. go. And if the sales are great, then we'll branch out from there, I guess. I already, with, like, you know, some of my kids have issues. So, like, I already make my own taco, taco seasonings from scratch. Like, I, I, there's a really nice spice store here, and I buy everything in bulk. I make my own taco seasonings. I make my own rubs from scratch. Uh, you know, I even make, you know, I make my own onion powder and garlic powder. It's really easy to make, too. Um, I didn't know you did all that. Yeah, well... Because of gluten and dairy and all that shit, it's yeah. and plus you I mean, know, I know I know it's well like you know McCormick is being sued for heavy metals in their fucking seasoning blends. No. Yeah, you should Google that. Uh, I bet you have McCormick seasonings in your fucking pantry right now that are probably hurting you. I, I mean, I eat McDonald's fucking regularly, so <laughs> I had McDonald's yesterday for the first time in like a year, and the first three bites I was like, "Oh my god, I missed you," and then I immediately hated myself. <laughs> you know. But anyway, yeah, that's like I'm not allowed to drink coffee, so like I like coffee. I like the smell of coffee, so like it's not like my scene is. I don't drink as much as you, so like seasonings and sauces like right up my fucking alley. Dude, I fucking pound coffee. Yeah, I I drink coffee every fucking day. Yeah, like somebody tried to call me this morning. I was doing some business at work, and they were talking to me, and like I was like trying to type, and I was like spelling words wrong, and I was like fuck like out loud over the phone <laughs> and they were like you okay and i was like dude i haven't even finished my first fucking cup of coffee yet <laughs> so i went on leave recently and i didn't have coffee for 18 days straight holy shit dude i'd fucking nope yeah didn't bother me no. at all it's weird like i can't, I can't go a day without a beer but i i can go 18 days without coffee <laughs> no dude when I wake up, even if I wake up at, like, noon, I still want coffee. You know, my grandmother will drink, like, a cup of black coffee before she goes to bed. And, like, she's like, she's like, you has to have coffee. Like, she fell a couple years ago and fucked her mouth up, like, her lip and everything, and, like, couldn't bring coffee to her mouth. So she'd pour her hot coffee into her cup and drink it with a straw like a fucking savage. Jesus. Like, I can't. I don't know, man. Like coffee, I don't feel like wakes me up anymore. I think I just drink it out of like habit and like routine. But no, I'm like super it. healthy. I don't. I don't really drink coffee. So, speaking of coffee, um, yeah, how's uh, our coffee go, doing? Go. So they, the first run of fifty bags from Humble Beginnings Coffee Company of the Harbor Hooch Barrel Aged Coffee, uh, it sold out. 
um, like two weeks, I think, ish, maybe. So you so could, they brought they brought it back. You can edit so this out if this question isn't what I'm. If we're not allowed to talk about it, but like, can you explain like how their company works? Like, I've tried to explain to a couple of people. Like, they don't. They're not really like a for profit coffee company, right? Not to my knowledge, anyways. Like, I was. I don't. I don't know. Fuck it. I'll talk about it. They didn't tell me not to. So they told me that the most, the vast majority of their sales, right, the the profits that they get go to like just making the business run, right? So mm-hmm. all the costs associated with that. And then they said the vast majority of their profits go to back to the Coast Guard, like through the Coast Guard Foundation or whatever, however, however they're giving it back. That's cool. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So like every time you buy Humble Beginnings Coffee, you can be like, I'm contributing to the Coast Guard Foundation. So put yeah. that on your fucking marks, dog. But, like, the logo on here is pretty rad, like the Harbor Hooch logo. It is a fucking cool logo. I do like it. I made sure to keep this. but This is the only bag that I've gotten. They're sending me out more because <laughs> I, I asked them to. But I made sure to fucking keep this one because the, the last coffee sponsor we had, I, I threw the bag in the trash, and I kind of regret it because it's cool seeing your logo on, like, a product. I told you what Sandy's willing to trade you for. Yeah, I know. I know you did. Um. So, yeah, <laughs> go buy some fucking coffee, please. And if you use the code HOLIDAYS, H-O-L-I-D-A-Y-S, from now, I think, until Christmas, you get 15% off your order at Humble Beginnings Coffee Company. Yeah, tell them the Scarlet Sailor sent you. Look at that fucking ad. <laughs> <laughs> um, what about, I saw you post something about listener design merchandise. Yeah, so I asked the question the other day. That's the other day. I don't remember when that was. I don't know. I asked the question on Instagram. I did like a poll. I said, hey. Do you guys want listener-inspired slash design merch? And the overwhelming response was like, yes. Okay. So I was like, okay, cool. I'll let them design a fucking koozie because we're out of koozies. We need a new koozie. And I was like, my plan was, let's say we got 10 designs, right? My plan was to like put them in brackets and let people vote on them to see what they wanted. Uh, But nobody sent in a fucking design. Not fucking one. Hmm? Lazy pieces of (laughs) shit. What are you going to do, man? So I'm just like, do I just go ahead and figure out my own design, make my own koozie like we normally do, or do I wait? I want people to send in shit because, like, I know some of you motherfuckers that, like, if let's say Seafaring Mercantile. That'd be rad. If that motherfucker was, was to draw up a design, like, you know that's going to be badass. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I love so everything like, he makes. So I'm, like, waiting to see and, like, just because he's a he has his own brand. I mean, but, like, I know some of you motherfuckers out there can draw. I mean, like, I'm not great. Well, like, what about Goddammit Chief and his proposition? Oh, okay. So, Goddammit Chief reached out to us and was like, hey, what do you think about making a Goddammit Chief coin? Oh, we've been kicked. I haven't even responded to him yet, by the way. So, he's probably going to hear it here right fucking now. Uh, You think we could take, like, the sticker and, like, instead of it just being a flat coin, make his belly, like, six millimeters high (laughs) so his belly actually sticks out? (laughs) Just make it all 3D with just yeah. big-ass fucking beer gut? Yep, yep, It'd be, yep. be hilarious. I'm all for making a goddamn Chief coin. I think it would be cool. I mean, it was one of the greatest selling stickers that we've ever had. It's one of my favorite. I mean, after the, I think, like, the coolest one is, like, the operator one, like, the original operator one with the NVGs and shit, and then second was the next watch motherfucker, um, and I gave some of the stickers out that you sent me the other day. Um, my, the guy that works for me, you know, the George Washington sticker, he had, he literally had never heard that before, almost pissed himself laughing. And then he showed it to my other guy that works for me and he goes, I don't get it. And he goes, what do you mean you don't get it? 
He goes, did you ever know go, go to an old person's house? They have plastic on their couch. He goes, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. So like we had to Google and show him a picture. Like old oh. people will put plastic on their couch. If you don't know what I'm talking about, go to the ship store and buy one. You'll figure it out. But yeah, I mean, I'm all, I'm all for making the goddamn chief coin. I think it would be rad. Uh, you mentioned just doing like plain circular coins, but I ain't about we that. We ain't life. doing that. If I'm gonna do, if I'm gonna do it, it's definitely not gonna be plain and round. It's like I be... did a plain and round coin already before, so this one definitely will not be plain. Like, or... what if like you could open his belly and there was like a Cheerio or like a hot dog or like something in there? Like... There's just lint. <laughs> just <there>. lint. <laughs> like, I'm just you know, or maybe like maybe we could do like. 3D coin where it's part of it's clear and it's filled with a beer looking like substance. That'd be fucking cool. I don't know that. I don't know how hard it would be to rip. Cause like, you know, the image is like cartoon esque. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that's what makes the image look so cool. So I don't know how that would translate to a coin, but I'm willing to give it a shot. Cats in my fucking bedroom door meowing. I'm trying to get rid of them. All right. So next for topics, we have the trip I went on, trash pizza, frying pan towers, and a kitten named George. What do you want to talk about first? Let's talk about your trip. So I went on my annual hunting trip this year, and we did pretty okay. Uh, You know, I've told a story about where I stole a deer from the boy. Um, But this year I was hunting with my 11-year-old daughter. It was her first year, and I will say she crushed it. Uh, Didn't complain once uh, about anything. She complained we had to get out of the tree stand. Her favorite part was the tree stand and the bunk beds. She had a fucking blast. Um, so it's like opening day. So first we, we crushed it in the stream, cut 10 trout, cut some monster trout too. Like I think like three of them were over 18 inches. Just did amazing. She caught her first trout in the streams. And then we're in the, we're in the stand opening day and the boys hunt with my cousin and they're they're probably 300 yards from us and it's like opening light was like 6:40 and I was like all right uh, anything comes by we can shoot like 7:15 we hear this loud boom like scared the shit out fuck you're going to have to edit her name out um and scared the shit out of both of us and I'm like sitting there waiting and like I got my phone and like my bib overalls on my chest and it goes boom and I pull it up and it goes boy shot big buck down and like I'm like shaking the fucking tree stand. I'm so excited. <laughs> and uh, you know, my old man walks past us, goes over to where the boy is, and he's like, We got it on the ground, get over here. So we climb down and I walk over, I'm all giddy, I hug him and everything, I pick him off the ground and told him how proud I was. So after, you know, everything settled down, the story is so like three or four doe run out right at first light, and he's so excited he's like <laughs> and breathes on his fucking scope, fogs it all up. Oh, he fogged it up. Yeah. So I've done that before. yeah, well, it's funny because like four days before, I was like, we should get some scope caps. It might rain, and I forgot to do it. And so my cousin's like, don't worry, you know, it's you know, we there's still a little bit of ruck going on. Maybe a buck's coming past him. Two minutes later, this fucking chunky boy, big old fat fucking three year old deer. Like I mean, you know when their neck starts getting fucking big, yeah, comes out and uh, he's like, the boys got him up because I got a got a super super nice rifle. It's a Bagara Wilderness Ridge, the ultralight and 308. He's like, all right, I'm going to stop him, and when you're ready, go ahead and shoot. And I guess he's like, and at like 70 yards, this deer stood's broadside like a fucking hunting show. Like, perfect, right? And my cousin goes, I went to say hammer him, and he goes, I went, ha, and the boy goes, clipped, went through both lungs and clipped his heart. 
There was Dang. blood everywhere. And my cousin's like, the deer ran like 50 yards. He's like, I can't believe the deer ran that far. Which, fuck, I said his name too. It's been a long week. Um, you're going to have to edit that out, by the way. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Yeah, so drops a deer. I get over there. We're gutting this thing out. And I'm trying to cut the diaphragm. Uh, that's what separates like the lungs and the heart area from like the lower yucky stuff. The boy's holding the rib cage open, and I'm slicing the diaphragm, and I just whoop, slice his fucking finger. And, no. Uh, yeah, I'm using one of those, you know, those new razor knives that have like disposable blades. Yeah, like the one like Steve Rinelli uses. <laughs> yeah. So I slice his finger, and he pulls it back, and I go, "Did I cut you?" He goes, "Yeah." He's like, "I saw you coming along." And I was like, "There's no way, Dad." is going to cut me and then boop. and like I felt bad and like literally five minutes later I cut myself on my hand how 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 bad was it I mean so not his wasn't that bad his healed a lot faster than mine it's luckily since it was a brand new blade I mean it was like probably seven eight millimeters long but not too deep like it bled it a band-aid held all the blood in so it wasn't that bad but it luckily it was like a super sharp blade gutted that out and then uh, it weighed like 165 pounds dressed. Oh, shit. Or, I'm sorry, no, like it, it weighed 180 pounds dressed. When you say dressed, uh, what do you mean? Everything like, out of the body like cavity. Yeah, gutted. It was how big? 183, 85. Jesus. Yeah, big fucking eight point. The tines were like six inches long. Yeah, dude, that thing was probably pushing close to 200. Like, yeah, so you did anything. let it hang. Uh, and then the next day I skinned it, um, knuckled down on all four legs. I got all the way to the jawbone, got all the neck meat out. I think we, after we vacuum sealed everything, it came out to like, I think we got 72 pounds of meat. Damn. That was a good one. Yeah. And I'm going to get like a fake European mount because of chronic waste disease, blah, blah, blah. Nobody cares about that. Um, but it was a good trip and. Got to do a lot of shit. Like, I'm really proud of the boy for getting a deer because he put in, like, uh, you know, three hard years. And I kind of want to tell another story, but I'm pretty sure Woo! we get mad if she heard it. But I don't think she listens anymore. Uh, but I, <laughs> remind me to tell you offline because it is a fucking doozy. You know. Woo! Fuck, I said his name again. Son of a bitch. Yeah, you I said your wife's name, too. Fuck, did I? Yeah. Dude, you're going to have some fucking work. My bad. So that's two two of the boys' names, one of the girls' names, and my wife's name. You're going to have to figure that out. Um, Stop it. So he hunted for three years without getting a deer, uh, never complained, always there to help. So, like, it was nice that he finally got a fucking deer. So, yeah, man. Good for him. Yeah. But next year it's going to be it's gonna be even baller. So are you coming next year? I would love to. Well, it's been so long since I've been deer hunting. The like, camp just so the camp just built a bunkhouse out back with eight bunk eight eight beds in it out back, and that doesn't include the nine beds inside. So, the more the merrier, man. But that's where I've been for a minute, and I already want to go back. So, and then you made fun of something that I posted. Yeah, I was perusing social media as I do on the regular, and I saw a picture you posted, and I'm like, what the fuck is that? Like, it was all, like, outdoorsy posts, you know, like, fish, deer, your family, and then a piece of fucking food. So I, <laughs> I screenshotted it and texted it to you, and I was like, what the fuck is this? All right, so everybody <laughs> he, knows I'm from No, 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 no. Yeah, you were like, it's a delicacy. And I was <laughs> like, what the fuck is it? And you were like, it's like a, what did you say? You said it was like, 
like this food that like went away for a while and then they brought it back and yeah. everybody loves it or something like that. Yeah, it's called the Altoona Sicilian. And so like Pennsylvania's yeah. got a lot of fucked up food. Like we do pickled eggs and pickled beets. We do scrapple, which is like pretty much everything that's left Gross. from a hog. Oh, dude, it's great. You'd love it. Do you like spam? Yes. You'd love scrapple. I guarantee it. I'm telling you. And it's like cooked in a loaf and then you slice it and you fry it until it's super crispy. It's super good. We got a lot of fucking weird food and uh, an old time friend opened up a deli and uh, it's like a thick, sweet dough. I'm like, it's an inch thick. It's got a sweet sauce on it. And then it's got each, it's like a four by four square pizza, right? And then each slice gets a pepper ring, like a green pepper sliced like on its side. And then it's covered with like two to three layers of craft Singles. Bro, I saw this photo and you were like, "It's it's Altoona Sicilian. It's it's basically a, our take on pizza." And I was like, "Bro, that looks like it was made behind a Waffle House by a crackhead served <laughs> up in fucking prison." Yeah, like, I mean that's what it looks like. But like, so like it was a big deal back in the day. And then somebody like the business that had it, I think it was one of the hotels. It went out of business, and a family friend of ours brought it back and like they have food bloggers come from new york city to like try this pizza you can google it i think it's called oh, like yeah, yeah you fucking can you can just google altoona sicilian and it'll pop up a whole fucking article <laughs> and tell you everything you ever want to know about it and you'll see this atrocity <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's like like if you're having a party for like you know like let's say you're in like north carolina texas florida georgia wherever and you're like i'm gonna order pizzas for the super bowl I wouldn't order eight pieces eight pieces of Altoona no. Sicilian. It's like this thing looks like it will clog you up for fucking weeks. Dude, when you've had a couple beers and you throw one of those in, it's it's a game changer. It's it's so awful but so good. I, I don't know. I'm to not tell you. saying it doesn't taste good. I'm saying it doesn't look appetizing. You know what? It probably tastes great. You know what I equate it to? Like so where I'm from, it's like like so he only makes a certain amount, right? Each day. When it's gone, it's gone. Right. And people like line up at like nine thirty ten to get it. I equate it to like boiled peanuts in the South. I think boiled peanuts are the one of the second, probably the second worst things the South has ever invented. I just think they're awful. But people from the you South don't like peanuts. I like peanuts. I don't like mushy boiled peanuts by some hillbilly. OK, boiled peanuts are gross. Right. And I, I like boiled peanuts. I don't yeah. eat them all the time, but but I'll eat them. They're gross. They're gross. It's like you want some. You want I, me, I, see, I see what you're saying. More like you're, so, that's like boiled peanuts to you is like how that looks to me. Yes, like boiled peanuts is like I ate a handful of peanuts, chewed it up, swished it around in my mouth, and then I spit it into your mouth. That's what boiled peanuts taste like. They're gross. <laughs> Does not. But whatever. I get your point. Um, yeah. So it's like, like my boy tried a piece. He's like, it's all right, but like he doesn't get it. Like it's like a, it's a thing. It's a thing we do. And it's weird, and if you want a nice little Google, like, if you want to know about PA, you can Google, like, Altoona Sicilian Pizza, and you can Google Pittsburgh Bathrooms. That's a good laugh. I remember we talked about that before. So, uh, yeah, Pennsylvania's fucking weird, man. Anyway, all right. You want me to move on to, like, one of my, I got some history stuff for us today. Yeah, go ahead. All right. So, do you know where Frying Pan Shoals is? No. All right. So... Stupid Instagram. So Frying Pan Shoals is off the coast of North Carolina. You have like Frying Pan Shoals and Diamond Shoals. Super fucking dangerous area. So we used to actually have like manned like apparati and shit out there. So there's a place 
that you can actually go and hang out. So they have an Instagram. It's at Frying Pan Tower Official. So it's an old like, like it's like a Loran station kind of, but for lights. So like it would mark um, like the shoals. So like people transiting the eastern coast knew where the shoals were. Like before we had computers and science and shit like that, and people were allowed to read and women could vote and stuff. Um, so Frying Pan Tower was erected in 1964 to help ships avoid running aground the shallow waters known as the Frying Pan Shoals. Coast Guard staffed the light station until 1979, when the beacon was when the beacon was automated. After 28 years of operation, the U.S. Coast Guard light station went dark and slowly fell into disrepair due to the advent of global positioning systems and radar. It was officially retired in 1992, rendered obsolete, and for all purposes abandoned. Uh, so a group of people called Frying Pan Tower Official, managed by FPT owner Inc., it's a nonprofit organization dedicated to restoring, protecting, preserving the former lighthouse station off the coast of North Carolina for future generations. It's 32 miles off the coast of North Carolina. It's 135 feet, 135 feet above the ocean, and it still provides safety to mariners. It's used for environmental research, educational studies, and a shelter natural ecosystem, blah, blah, blah. It's power using solar power for electricity. It has a filtration, filtration system for potable water, high-speed internet throughout the entire facility, nearby water areas for cats to check the weather or phone home. Main level tower is furnished with a 6,000 square foot renovated livable space, including a fully equipped stainless steel kitchen, large common area, dining room, living room, indoor recreation area with ping pong pool tables, four queen bedrooms, three twin bedrooms, an interior crew sleeping quarters with five twin beds, a utility room with washer and dryer, hot shower, and toilet facilities. Now, what's cool about this is you can actually rent that fucker out. Really? Yeah, you can rent it the fuck out, and all the proceeds go back into, like, saving it, so, like... You know, let's say like um, you have a buddy that's got like a, I mean, I don't couldn't imagine having a friend with a sixty foot contender, but let's say I have somebody with a boat that can go offshore, right? I mean, I like, know somebody who's a yeah. friend of ours who has another friend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you drive out there, you rent that fucker for the weekend, take all your beer, your food, and you fish and stay on this fucking one hundred thirty five foot livable lighthouse. Yeah, that's it right there, dude. That is massive. Yeah, it's huge. It's six thousand square feet. <laughs> How far offshore is it? I just closed the thing. So Frying Pan Shoals isn't that far offshore. Um, and how expensive is it to rent? It's 32 miles off the coast, so not that long of a boat ride, like an hour and a half, two hours, depending on your making way. Uh, don't think, like, for a nonprofit. Well, let's just say, let's just well, say we rented it. Let's look at right? it. So it's Does got, it include hold on, listen. So it's got. to and from? No. So it's got. Uh, it's 6,000 square feet. That's three times the size of my house. It's got four queen bedrooms. So let's say you take a couple. There's eight people. Three twin bedrooms. So eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17. You could take 20 people to this motherfucker and everyone can have their own bed, right? Are you Googling how much it is? Yeah. I want to know, like, could this be a, could this be like a trip? Could you imagine, bro? Like, imagine like, first, like, can you? Like, I get you can rent it, right? And it's very high off the water, it looks like. Yeah. So, can you climb down and swim and then, like, climb back up? Yeah, there's or a platform like, at the bottom. So, there, there? there's a floating platform, from what I remember reading it before. And, like, you can pull up and you can, like, actually moor your boat up. So, like, you would take, like, your beer, your food, and then there's, like, a, an elevator crane thing that can take everything up. And then you walk up, you know? Imagine riding out a fucking nor'easter and that thing, dude. Is there, is there like a, a Coast Guard unit close to there? Like you can just take their morale boat? The closest <laughs> unit to that would be like Fort Macon, uh, Station Fort Macon. There's two FRCs there. Next would be like Emerald Isle maybe, I think, or Station Cape Fear or whatever. This is a station at Cape Fear, Wilmington area. 
But, I mean, 32 miles, you're going 40 knots. I don't have my speed wheel on me, but I'm just going to guess and say, like, hour and a half, two hours maybe? Yeah, you know, I mean, we, it, here's it, what we should do. Let's sell coffee. Let's sell raffle tickets, and you can us and fifteen motherfuckers can come out with a disgruntled sailor, Mister Miami, and we go party for a weekend on Frank Manchels. Bro, we have to figure out. Okay, first of all, we have to figure out how expensive this bitch is because I can't find it on their website. Because this, if it's like if it's like four grand to fucking rent this thing, like okay, so take take four grand. You can fit twenty people. What's four grand divided by twenty? Mm-hmm. Like I'm a bad Asian dude. Two hundred dollars? Is it two hundred dollars? I don't know. Here, hold on. I'll What's forty divided by two? Twenty. Give me one second. Yeah, you're, you're, yeah. You're right. So to get twenty of us together, two hundred dollars a pop, dude. I'll be right back. <clears throat> I want to figure out how fucking expensive this place is because it doesn't say. Book your trip now. With limited space available, blah, 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 blah. Trip dates are subject to change due to weather conditions. <clears throat> Sorry. Anyway. it does. So it doesn't say. Like, on their website, it, it just says, book your trip now, right? Yeah. But um, it says, next trip in zero, zero, zero days. So, like, maybe they're booked up for the year and they're not offering anymore right now. Probably. I mean, like... How cool would that be, though? But it would be rad. It would also be rad, like, just to do, like, hey, me and Mr. Miami are going to be in this location. We're fucking, we'll do fucking raffle tickets. Yeah. And then if, if you win, we'll disclose where we're at, and you can come meet us. <laughs> Watch C just buy them all out. <laughs> be fucking horrible, bro. Fuck it. Anyway, yeah, that was cool. Any, I don't think anybody would be like, yo, I'm going to buy a raffle ticket to go see them. Be fucking like, Those fucking losers. <laughs> I don't know. I'm pretty fun to be around. Um, uh, all right. Anyway. All right. Have you ever heard of the kitten named George, a.k.a. General Electric? I've heard of General Electric. Okay. Like the company. So I saw this fucking story the other day, and I thought it was so fucking cool. Like the weird things that happen, like on a ship. Like, you know, I have another one saved that was like one of the biggest things the Japanese were afraid of was the United States ice cream ships. Have you ever heard ice about cream? those? Yeah, ice cream ships. I'm going to save it for later, but like uh, the Japanese were afraid of U.S. US ice cream ships. It's it's a fucking cool read. So like it's just it always interests me when all these weird things like like remember that time I tried to sneak that dog on the ship in that Mexico? was fucking flea infested. Yeah, I remember. He was a good boy. Like, I'm just not saying like, <laughs> wasn't a cool dog, but you could see hundreds of fucking. I'm just saying the shit that people do on a ship is always interesting. To me. So I'm gonna read you the story. In 1944, a kit named George, short for General Electric, I don't know how you got that, but was saved from drowning by a U.S. Navy crew member. George was then photographed and given a Liberty card and a detailed health record. So they brought this cat on board, did a fucking PHA on him. And they gave him a Liberty card. I'm going to read you. So hold on. Let me turn my brightness down so you can see this real quick. Okay. So can you see this? This is the official medical record for this fucking cat. Slide it over a little I'm bit. Gonna, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read some okay, of the things to you. Name, George. Serial number. What do you think his serial number is? This is a sailor thing for sure, know. dude. 69, 69, 69. <laughs> so it says, surname is George. Christian name is General Electric. 
Uh, listed out of Seattle, Washington, August 28th, 1944. He's an EM1C, no previous service. Um, so I want you to read uh, fourth line from the bottom on the right. Read his nationality. Fourth line from the bottom. Nationality. On the r- Your left. Pussy. <laughs> <laughs> Religion, Catholic. Next of kin or friend, the guys in the lightning shop, USS North Carolina. Compla- complexion, hairy. Hair, gray. General, par- general appearance, caddish. Right? Caddish. Head and face, normal. Eyes, green, peachy condition. Vision, 2020. Color perception, blind. Ears, pointed. Left, pointed to. Hearing, 1515. Mouth, nose, throat. You should see these things. Says it right on this medical record. Um... Let's see. Skin and glands. Can't see it. You worried? Question mark. Neck. Uh, parentheses. Thyroid. Trachea. Larynx. Hollers like hell. Spine and extremities. <laughs> twitchy tail. Thorax. Swell. Respiratory system. He does all right. Heart and blood vessels. <laughs> Has red blood. Pulse before exercise. 69. After exercise. 69. After rest. Still 69. Dominant. Abdominal. Abdomen and pelvis. Normal. Genito. Urinary system. Smells. Uh, urinalysis, a negative, sugar negative, nervousism, worries hell out of everyone. Signed, Battleship North Carolina, hashtag nationality pussy. Jesus. That's that's pretty rad, though. It's like, like hey man, I found this cat. You, uh, you want to, you know, give it a medical record? I kind of do. <laughs> uh, that's what I had for, like, history, like, major history. I got some more later on, but uh, you ready for that FRC? Yeah, so I'm probably going to butcher this name. <laughs> so the, the FRC is the United States Coast Guard Cutter Joseph Gerzak. Ger- Gerzak. Gerzak. WPC 1126. Uh, the cutter's named after Joseph Gerzak. I can hear myself again. That's weird. I can hear like an echo. Oh, how about now? I leaned into the microphone. Oh, nothing. Okay. So the cutter's named after... Joseph Gerzak, who was a signalman, third class in the United States Coast Guard, who was killed in action on December 26, 1943, while serving on board USS LST, which is tank landing ship, during the attack on Borgen Bay in New Britain. There wasn't a whole lot of stuff I could find on who he was and whatnot, but I did find a picture of him. Uh, So I want you to, I'll move my camera so you can see him. Can you see that? That's, that's him. a mugshot. Looks like it looks like a mugshot, doesn't <laughs> that it? That is a mugshot, bro. Okay, so that's the picture of him. Uh, the dude looks like he looks like a killer. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, for sure. Like if I was to see that and they were to say this dude was Jack the Ripper, it'd be believable. Yeah. Not saying that he was because this this dude won the fucking Silver Star. So, <laughs> uh, so I found his his write up. <clears throat> it's from the Bureau of Naval Personnel informational bulletin right that's where it came from and it says citation the president of the united states of america takes pride in presenting the silver star posthumously to signalman third class joseph gerzak united states coast guard reserve this dude's a reservist says for conspicuous gallantry and intrepidity 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 Okay. While serving on board the USSS LST-66 during the initial assault 
against the enemy Japanese-held Borgen Bay area of New Britain on 26 December 1943, when seven Japanese dive bombers suddenly attacked his ship, uh, suddenly attacked while his ship was in the bay, awaiting the formation of the task unit then on the beach unloading cargo. So this dude's on his boat, and his boys is back on the beach unloading shit. Okay. Signalman 3rd Class Gerzak immediately manned his battle station and was the first to open fire. When the planes came in and struck from starboard, he poured his drums of ammunition into the attackers with unrelenting fury, blasting two from the sky into the, near, into the sea near his vessel. With his ship struck by bomb fragments, each bursting successive, successively closer, he dauntlessly continued delivering a steady stream of bullets against the enemy until he was fatally struck down when a violent blast silenced his weapon and forced shrapnel into his gun shield. By his expert marksmanship, unwavering perseverance, and cool courage, it used that exact word, cool courage, in the face of tremendous odds, Signalman 3rd Class Gerzak contributed materially to the success of this as well as previous assault and reinforcement landings in the New Guinea campaign, and his constant devotion to duty throughout was in keeping with the highest traditions of the naval service. He gallantly gave his life for his country. That's cool. So this dude, right? His boys back on the beach unloading shit. Sees these fucking Japanese dudes. Fucking, we're gonna take this motherfucker was out. He? he was a Man third class. Gun. Third class. Yeah, reservist. Sigmund third class. Yeah, reservist. Took out two Japanese bombers by his damn self. That's I can baller. just see, envision it, just like just fucking shooting. Like that's rad. That's that's a cool namesake. Like, that's like you know, would your guy do? Ah, oh, he saved you know some people from a sinking ship. Would your guy do? Well, the only picture they have him is as a mugshot, and he fucking smoked a couple Japs. So, got him. Like, dude was he was given the, the silver star, awarded the silver star for his actions during World War Two. Like, seems to me that this reservist was a badass. Wow, they do exist. They do <laughs> exist. Do they do exist. Um, that's cool, man. All right, I got a couple more things. Uh, do you eat hush puppies? Yes. I knew you would eat those, you fat bitch. I'm from the South, bro. We eat hush puppies. That's what we do. All right, so. You know what's, you know what's really cool to do with hush puppies? Throw them in the trash? No. So if you, if you have any leftover, which is rare, okay, you put them in the freezer, and then when somebody pisses you off, you take this frozen fucking hush puppy, and you hurl it at them. Bro, if you... <laughs> You will leave fucking bruises on somebody. And that's what happens when you don't have an education system or television. <laughs> so do you know where Hush Puppies came from? I mean, what do you mean came from? How did they come about? Where'd their name come from? I don't know. It's probably fucking... Oh, oh, dude, I fucking used to know this, actually, and I cannot fucking remember it. It's probably to get somebody to be quiet. They, like, fucking shoved it in their mouth. Close. You want me to, you want to, you want the real answer? <laughs> yeah, what is it? So, here's where hush puppies came from. Escaping slaves used to throw balls of fried cornmeal out to distract the hounds from tracking them. The hounds stopped barking and tracking thanks to the cornmeal, which later adopted the name hush puppies. That's where hush puppies came from. I did know that. Because it's only like two or three ingredients, which were readily available to the slaves at the time. And uh, that's where hush puppies came from. I thought you'd like that. Um, I did. Speaking of slaves, I I heard... I like where this is going. It's going in a good direction. (laughs) So uh, this year I drove my daughter past the farmhouse that my great-grandfather built way back in – or not built, had, right? It's this farm out in the middle of fucking nowhere on the way up the mountain. And some doctor bought it like 10, 12 years ago. 
because uh, it's not a function. It's not like a working farm anymore. It's still technically a farm. And they were doing the equivalent of ASSA. They were doing like, all right, well, this room's 20 feet wide wall to wall, but it's like 26 feet wide outside to outside. So his con his construction company busted this wall down and found this fucking hearth behind there with all these fucking tools still in their spot. Uh, so this is close to Penn State University, and he brought he has friends at Penn State brought in an archaeologist, you know, old people doctor, and turns out, yeah, turns out my family's like homestead home from like back in the fucking day was used in the underground railroad they have irrefutable proof that runaway slaves were being hustled through this house through this secret compartment that's fucking dope that's That's not where you thought that was gone did you no it did not you surprised me yeah well i'm full fucking surprises dog yeah i thought that was really cool i asked my old man for like see if he could uh get a hold of the doctor and maybe uh you know give me some more information on it all right next i got this is a lot of history this week because that's what I have. You ever heard of the Virginia Hercules? No. So, the Virginia Hercules was the strongest soldier in the American Revolution. George Washington personally described him as a one-man army. He was abandoned at the age of five of some docks in Virginia, and as a boy he apprenticed as a blacksmith because of his massive size and strength, and he would grow to be six foot nine inches tall and weigh 280 pounds. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> That's a big dude, even for back then. That's a big yeah. dude for now. When America went to war with the British, the, quote, Virginia Hercules quickly became a legend for his size, strength, and ability to wield a six-foot broadsword. During the Battle of Fort Stony Point, he suffered a 90s gash in his stomach but kept fighting. He would be the second American to enter the fort, killing 12 elite British grenadiers and capturing the enemy flag. By himself. After a later battle, when his unit was retreating, he would drag... Listen. Stop typing and listen. He dragged an 1,100-pound cannon from the mud to keep it from falling in enemy hands. His name was... How heavy was this cannon? 1,100 pounds. His he name... He dragged it by himself? That's what this says. His name was Peter... In the mud? Yeah. His name was Peter, Peter Francisco, and this dude was a savage. So, like, do you know... So, I'm 6'2". All right. So for for reference, the big two-handed sword that Braveheart carried is called a claymore. It's a Scottish claymore. That's like five feet long. This dude, six nine, three hundred pounds. Like imagine you're some like five foot six. All right then, cheerio, fucking let's get the brown bess up. And this fucking dude kicks in the door, looking like a mountain, swinging a fucking six foot sword and fucking you up. That's okay, insane, I have right? A question. Okay. It, it is insane. So. I was looking up how much swords weigh when you said he, he wielded a six-foot broadsword. Is a broadsword the same thing as a great sword? A great sword? Yeah. A broadsword is, broad is usually so a lot, like, lot wider, and it's double-sided. It's got a double-sided hilt. Yeah, yeah. So, like, this says the broadsword, right, has two-edge blade, usually measuring between two and three inches at the base, which is tapered to a point. Yeah. It says the length of a broadsword range from 30 to 45 inches. So, like, the medieval broadsword, right, only weighed between three and five pounds. But this thing was six feet, right? So that's mm-hmm. way longer than this. So I'm assuming it, once you get out to a certain length, they become great swords, right? That's, yeah. That's what I'm yeah, like, yeah, alleging, yeah. right? So this says a six-foot great sword weighs about 26.3 pounds. 26 so to this what? This dude's out here 26.3 pounds. So this dude's out here basically wheeling a fucking 25-pound fucking sword like – I couldn't pick up a dumbbell and fucking go to war with this thing. Like, <laughs> like get get out of here, bro. Like, yeah. 
What is this corn-fed motherfucker out here? Does it- yeah. So, I mean, probably, like, I didn't do a super lot of research on it, but I get, like, probably from the Scottish Highlands. You know, it's probably... I'm Google him, see if I can... It was Peter find Peter Francisco, the Virginia Hercules, and he probably just, like, I need a sword, and they hand him one, and they're like, that's not big enough, that's a toothpick. And they're like, you know, here's this giant two-handed claymore. Dude. All I see is like a portrait of this dude on Wikipedia when I just Google Peter Francisco, Virginia Hercules. It's a miniature portlet, p- portrait. His fucking nose, dude, looks <laughs> massive. <laughs> uh, did it say how he died or anything? Probably should have researched uh, it more. Let's see. Da, 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 da. American Revolutionary War. At the age of 16, he joined the 10th Virginia Regiment. Uh... I still can't believe he fucking drug a fucking cannon by himself. That's crazy, right? Uh, yeah, like, dude, like 1,100 you, pounds? Like, you do like a dead man drag. Was he 16 years old when he did this, too? Like, Jesus Christ. I don't Christ. know. <laughs> like, I know I've done, like, dead man drags for, like, some of the training I've done. So, like, they average, like, 200 to 220 pounds. And that's hard. That's hard to drag. You know, I mean, I'm not, like, super fit, but, like, that's like dragging, what, like, six dudes at once? You know what took this dude out? Pneumonia. Tuberculosis. Appendicitis. Get the fuck out of here. Man, <laughs> he God. died of appendicitis on January 16th, 1831. God and is... was buried with full military honors. God's hilarious. <laughs> All right. Dude. He has right. his own fucking postage stamp. Does he really? <laughs> and he's, yeah, and he's carrying a fucking cannon on his shoulder. <laughs> That's baller. Um, have you ever done a, I'm ready to move on. You ready? Okay. Yeah. You ever done a burpee? Yes. Do you know where they came from? Yeah, it's actually the guy, his last name, I think, is Burpee or something like that. Yeah, it's... And I saw this not too long ago, actually. His name is Royal Huddleston Burpee Sr. He's the inventor of the famous burpee exercise done the world over. He invented the movement as part of his PhD studies and was invented in 1930 and still in use to this day. He, yeah, listen, I fucking hate that guy. He was born in June of 1897. And he died January of 1987. He was 100 years old. Or Jesus. 99. 99, yeah, June. Was it because of the burpees? That's why I assume. That's why I don't do them. But, like... <laughs> you don't want to live that long? <laughs> yeah. Look at the picture of this fucking dude. That dude's fucking swole, bro. Yeah. You should, if you're... That's if you're the not, same picture I saw in the video that yeah. I, I saw. If you're not doing anything, Google Royal Huddleston Burpee Sr., I wonder where the derivation of that name is from. Like, I wonder where, like, that sounds made up. Uh, I got one more. Do you have any before I do my last one? No. So you've heard the it takes more muscles to frown than it does smile. Yes. So it takes 17 muscles to smile and 42 muscles to frown and be an asshole. Therefore, being an asshole is a better workout. Uh, actually, you probably know this, right? And I was watching a video the other day, and it was talking about the Lion King. Okay. Right? And so we all know, right? Fucking Scar fucking let his brother fucking fall, right? Died. Mm-hmm. Okay? And Scar kind of took over for a minute as the fucking king. <clears throat> do you know that... Do you know what eats lions? Hyenas? Like dead lions? Hyenas. So people people think it's hyenas, right? Well, it's hyenas also... rarely eat lions. Well, they have lions have no known natural predators. Well, no, so no no natural predators, but like you said, eat. So I'm thinking like a dead lion. So like yeah. hyenas, vultures. So, yeah, right. So like they have no no natural predators. Yeah, they kill each if other. If you look, 
Yeah, they, they eat each other. So yeah. if you look at the fucking video when Scar is like singing a song and he has that fucking skull that he's clicking, clacking around. Mm-hmm. If you Google the image of a lion skull, it is exactly what he had in there. So like, did fucking Scar go down and fucking eat his brother? Probably. And then he's like, he's fucking singing. He's like moving it around with his mouth like a fucking puppet. Like, and there's like a whole lion carcass beside him. Like you can see the rib cage and everything. Like, in the movie, and I was like, holy shit, bro, that dude was a savage. Yeah, like, I know, like, when, like, the lead lion is getting, like, old, the younger lions will, like, try to fight him and kill him, you know? So, like, I know they fight each other and kill each other. Speaking of lions, I saw a whole fucking video yesterday. I forget where they're at. Somewhere in Africa, maybe? I don't I don't know. But this this group of lions, right, they went to this, like, island. It's an island now. Anyways, they got trapped there, okay? And the only food that was available to them were water buffaloes. But water buffaloes are like a fierce fucking animal. Yeah, they're dangerous, man. They'll fuck you up. Yeah. Yeah. So over the years, right, these lions mutated into fucking like twice the size of a normal lion. And like if you were to see a picture of them, like I don't know the validity of all this fucking video that I saw, but like the picture that they showed of the lions on this island were – you ever seen like those pit bulls were like fucking muscular pit bulls? These lions looked like they were all fucking roids, bro. <laughs> like that isolated like, stuff that's... happens actually a lot more than you think it does. Like, did you know there's a whole colony of monkeys that live in Florida? What part of Florida? So it's southern Florida. I think it's near the Everglades, maybe, maybe not that far down. This guy got some monkeys. So like, it's an adaptation thing. So like, he got yeah, dude. Google it. Google Florida monkey flock or whatever they are. Troop. It's a monkey troop. <laughs> Florida monkey, monkey troop. troop. Yeah, on an island. And so it's weird. So, like, these specific type of monkeys, they got loose after the guy died or whatever, and they started overbreeding. And then, since they were on this island, they learned how to fucking swim. And they would swim to shore and steal shit. Are, are they called the Florida raining monkeys? Yeah, because they, yeah, they jump out at you. Florida man records troop of monkeys diving into river after brawl. Yeah. (laughs) If that's not the most fucking Florida thing, I'm from Florida too. Like, if that's not the most fucking Florida thing. Yeah, there's like, so the the troop of monkeys, like, they, they, like, so where they're from, they don't know how to swim. But the the same species of monkey that's in Florida learned how to swim and teach their, like, young things how to, like, swim. They swim over to this, away from this island and they steal stuff, terrorize people, fuck shit up, and dip, and dip back to their island. Yeah, so it says these monkeys are native to to South and Southeast Asia. It says the, I I'm going to butcher this name, but the Reese's Mo- monkey. Moccas. It's like R-H-E-S-U-S. I've heard Reese's monkey. I don't know what the yeah. last one is. Uh, it says, uh, according to National Geographic, Silver Spring State Park is home to at least 300 of the invasive Reese's monkeys. That means I should be able to hunt them. Well, okay, well, also listen to this. Aside from being an invasive species, these monkeys also carry a rare and deadly form of herpes. <laughs> <laughs> and it says that can spread to humans. National Geographic stated that when it spreads to humans, it can be fatal. Holy fuck. Don't so, be, don't be, be fucking no Florida, Florida monkeys. We got fucking herpes monkeys. <laughs> That's why we'll never be invaded. Unleash the herpes monkeys. Yeah, right? But, yeah. That shit happens all the time. It's weird. Especially with isolated populations and shit over time. Yeah, man, that's all I got. Yeah. All right. I don't have anything else, so I guess we'll fucking catch you guys in the next one. Yeah. If you guys have any topic ideas or 
or you got a cool story, a cool C story, slide in those fucking DMs. We're always open to guests, man. So let us know. All right. Later. Peace. Peace.